Let's get started. Let's get into it. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Very familiar passage of scripture. This scripture, I mean, it encourages me so much, man. It says this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly. Somebody shout exceedingly. Abundantly. Exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Somebody shout, I got the power. Remember that song from back in the day? It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of heavy. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of heavy. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of heavy. All right, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I got the power. <laughs> I thought about this song when I was, uh, when I was studying this passage and preparing to preach on it. And I was like, hmm, maybe that's my intro music. You know, pastors are always worried about the outro music. I'm going to close the sermon. I wanted to have some, you know, like the wrestlers, they have their intro music, you know. And now. But anyway, this passage of scripture, man, is powerful. And I'm going to tell you why it's powerful. Because it, it, it's an example of not just who Jesus is, but it's an example of who we are in Jesus all right, I'm going to give you four points. Won't be before you long, I promise you. We'll give you four points, and we're going to go home. <clears throat> but four points that I think we have to understand to know, like if we want to see God move, we want to experience the power of God in our lives. We have to have an understanding of how the power of God works. All right? We can't allow... Um, what I call, we can't be lazy Christians. You know, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. All right. Um, so now unto him who was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now unto him who is able, able. Now unto him who has the ability to do something. Who has the ability to do a thing. All right. Anybody have an ability like you can you can cook really well. You you can you know, you can you can sing really well. You can play basketball or football really well. You can play Fortnite really well. Whatever your ability is. All right. God has gifted you with gifts and abilities. He's gifted you. But here's my first point. Ability is nothing without opportunity. Ability is nothing without opportunity. Let me give you an example. So you have the ability to play an instrument. You have the ability to play the guitar. All right? But if I take you and I put you on a football field, that's not an opportunity for you to display your ability. All right? That's not an opportunity for you to exercise your gift. If you're an amazing teacher, right, and I put you on a boat in the middle of the ocean, your ability to teach math, you're not qualified. This is not the, the, the ideal opportunity for you to exercise your gift, right? And so ability is nothing without the opportunity. John 14 and 13 says this, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask in my name, I will will do it. 
do it. Now, this is important, especially the part that says that the father may be glorified in the son. All right. There's some parallels here. When Jesus came down to the earth, he came to show us not just how we can live this life, but how we can live this life victoriously. Okay, that's important to understand. There's parallels that we're going to see in this scripture that I want to pull out and point to you. So Jesus, so, so, so Paul is talking about the ability to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Who is the him now unto him? Who is the him? Talk back to me. Who is the him? Talk back to me. Who is the him? All right. Yeah. Wake up. Stop texting your girlfriend. Let's let's be in church for a minute. Amen. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask. But ability without opportunity is nothing. Jesus has the ability to do a thing, but he needs the opportunity. Let's continue. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Point two. When ability exceeds expectation promotion will happen when ability exceeds expectation promotion will happen so you've got this ability all right and now you have an opportunity to use your gift to use your ability all right for example you go to the job tomorrow clocking in nine o'clock clock out five o'clock all right you're doing the bare minimum just to get by And then you're wondering why I can't get, I can't get ahead on this job. They always overlook me for promotion. But if you exceed the expectation, let me break it down to where you live. Any married folk in the house? All the married ladies, all the married ladies, all the married ladies, all the All right. Ladies, I know sometimes you don't feel Beautiful. And beautiful is my code word because we have some kids in the room this morning. Sometimes you don't feel beautiful. Somebody say amen, ladies. Sometimes you don't feel beautiful. But guess what? When you move by faith and say, you know what? I don't feel beautiful, but I'm going to give my husband beautiful because he deserves it and I love him. When you exceed his expectations, guess what, ladies? Promotion will follow. All the married ladies say, okay. All right. Fellas, would you exceed your wife's expectations? I know you just finished working a double shift. I know you just finished working, you know, hard for the man. You just finished working, putting in hours. And you come home and you go in the laundry basket. You get those dirty clothes. And you walk to the, to the, to the washing machine. And you read the instructions. To know how much power to to pour in there? When you exceed your wife's expectations, promotion is going to follow. Ladies, help me out. Say amen. Amen. When your ability exceeds expectations, promotion will follow. Psalms 75 in verse 67 says, not from the east nor from the west, nor from the south comes promotion and lifting up. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. When Jesus came to the earth, he exceeded the expectations of the church. 
He exceeded the expectations of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He exceeded the expectations of the religious sect of the day. He, he exceeded the expectations of his village. He exceeded the expectations. And because of that, he is now seated in heavenly places. When you exceed the expectation of those around you. And again, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back to John 14. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified. Everything that Jesus did, he stripped himself of his, of his, of his, of his deity. He stripped himself of his ability to do, of his own ability. And everything he did when he came to the earth was through the Father. Through the Father. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So when ability exceeds expectations, promotion follows. Verse 3, point 3 rather. Able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. In the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of God, abundance is always directly tied to promotion. Abundance is always directly tied to promotion. So I, it's like, for example, some, you know, you work on your job and you feel like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing extra. I'm doing all these different things. Sometimes you feel that way and I just can't get ahead. No, 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 not in the kingdom. The moment you show Jesus that you can, he can trust you. He pours out more. The moment you show Jesus that you can, he can trust you with finances, he pours out more. The more you show him that you can trust him with your peace and your joy and the gifts he's given you, he pours out more. He enlarges the territory. That's why the Bible says if we are faithful over the few things, he will make us ruler. Notice the change in words there. If, if we are faithful, he'll make us ruler. He didn't say if you're a ruler over little things. He says if you are faithful... Because it's a heart issue. It's a character issue. It's a discipline issue. And Jesus came to be the example of character. He came to be the example of discipline. He came to be the example of everything that was needed to show you what it looks like in the kingdom to advance. To the place of just existing in the little spaces and now to the abundant space. And then point four, I'm almost done. Maybe. Power is the ability to achieve purpose. Power is nothing more than the ability to achieve purpose. Let's look at this. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Somebody shout, I got the power. power. All right, now listen. That didn't sound very powerful. I'm going to shout, I got the power. power. All right, we're going to have to work on the rhythm. But other than that, it was good. The pitch was right where it needed to be. It was powerful. The power that works in us. Who is working in us, guys? The power of Jesus, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the same power that raised Lazarus from the dead, the same power that caused the blind man to see, the same power that caused the lame man to walk, the same power is working on the inside of us. So what, what that means is this, what that means is this, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to what's working on the inside of us. It's not even you that's working. But God wants to partner with you to manifest and exceed your ask. He wants to exceed your dream. It's kind of like this. 
It's like waking up in the morning, Jack. And you didn't even go to the gym. Because there's something working on it on you and on the inside while you slept last night. There's something working on situations and business connections that you haven't even met yet because the Holy Spirit is working on the inside. And so you you should you should have strength if you're leaning on the power that's working on the inside. You should have stamina for the race if you're leaning on the power that's working on the inside, because that power is not just there to just, just, it's not there just to be dormant or just to say I'm walking in power. No, it's there to be used for the purpose of the kingdom. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back to the text. John 14 says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the father may be glorified. So the power that's working on the in, inside of you is pursuing purpose. And so when you're asking for the, for the, for the six-bedroom mansion, the power that's on the inside working says, is this part of the purpose? Are, are, you, are you using this, this, this house to open it up to those that might need shelter? When you're asking God for your own private plane, the power working on the inside says, yeah, we can get this done, but, 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 but does, it, does it line up with the purpose? Does it line up with the business that you want to have? Does it line up with the purpose? The relationship that you desire, does it line up with the purpose? The power that's working in us. When I read this text in Ephesians, I see that now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That looks like a partnership to me. It's a partnership. Now unto him who is able according to the power. The ability connects with the power working on the inside and is ignited by the ask. The ask. What are you asking God for? Why are you asking God for what you're asking him for? What are you dreaming? Why are you dreaming? Why are you having the dream? What, what is it that won't leave you alone? What is it that you're passionate about? What is it that you would get out of bed every day even if you didn't get paid to do it? Because that's the thing that God says, I placed it in you and guess what? I want to exceed even what you dream it could be. I want to surpass even what you think it can be. You just, you, some of us are just asking God, I just don't want my husband to cheat on me. That's your ask. I want a husband that's going to love me, you know, and, 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 and give me the respect that I'm due. And so you're in a relationship right now. You're in a marriage right now where you feel like I'm just, I'm just not happy. Just glad I can go home to somebody. And God says, I want to exceed your expectation. But it's according to the power that's working in you. So sometimes you're going to have to get up and put some action into, into something. Amen. Remember that we talked about beautiful, beautiful. Fellas, remember we talked about the clothes. We talked about that. Exceeding the expectation. Because there's a power that's working on the inside of you. And here's the reason why. The power that's working on the inside of you is there so that the Father might be glorified.
so that the father might be glorified. Because he said, if I, if even I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. But he needs those that will partner with him in the earth. Jesus was the example of what the partnership is supposed to look like. When the power starts working, the signs and the wonders will follow. When the power starts working, you'll have joy unspeakable, full of glory. When the power starts working, you'll have peace that surpasses all understanding. When you draw from that power. So what pumps me up about God, what pumps me up about this relationship I have with him is that the the maker of heaven and earth wants to partner with me. And manifesting his kingdom here in the earth. Heaven doesn't start for us when we die and go to heaven. God says, I want to give you heaven right here, right now. And I want to use you, hallelujah, to expose the world to heaven. I want to use you to point people to myself. And so if you're, if you're living life and you just kind of feel like you're just kind of ah, just, just waiting on life to happen. Give me this one testimony we'll be done. Hey, man, if you're back there, you can come on out. Three weeks ago, sat down with one of our brothers at the New York campus, and he was, wasn't doing too well. And uh, we got together, got, you know, hooked up at IHOP, ate some pancakes, and kind of got it in, just chatted up a little bit. And I was able to share with him. And after I finished, the Holy Spirit said, you know, walk the streets of Harlem. Just walk. Like, all right, cool. And the Lord said, I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Just, just be sensitive to my spirit right now. I said, cool. So I was walking to this guy, and the Lord said, go talk to him. Now, you see me up here, but I'm not, a, I'm not a, what I call a cold call person. Like, I'm not the guy who can meet some random person on the street and, like, you know, just go up and meet them and be like, hey, what's up? How's it going on? I'm not that dude. So, like, I've always felt like I'm more of a what I call a, a warm evangelist. Like, I evangelize the people that I know. Right? So, so when the Lord told me to talk to this guy, I was like, you know, because what Pastor Frank knows as well, I, I may articulate well, but sometimes when I get nervous, I can, like, my words can, like, that can happen. And so I went up to the dude, and I was like, hey, what's up, man? My name is Ronald. I didn't say my name's Pastor Ronald, leader of the New York campus at Faith Church Harlem. I didn't do it. I said, my name is Ronald. How you doing, man? Just wanted to come up. She said, you know, God loves you, and, uh, you know, what are you doing here in Harlem? What's going on? I just engaged him, and I was able to pray with him. And when I did that, purpose jumped on the inside of me. He's like, man, you, you guys have church? Where, where's your church at? And I told him, and he hasn't come yet, but guess what? I know that a seed was watered because purpose, because the the power to push past my own comfort. And I felt alive. 
And then I walked a little bit further, and I saw a young lady walking with her son. And I was like, listen, I'm not, you know, Lord, I'm, you definitely, you're not calling me to talk to her because she's a girl. I'm a boy, and I don't want her to feel like I'm trying to hit on her. I got this ring on my finger. I, you know, I don't want no, no foolishness to happen. It's like, no, just, just go talk to her. And I went to go talk to her, and her and her son, and, you know, it was almost like God put her there. When I went up and said, hey, man, my name is, you know, Ronald Julian, and all the, her eyes got watery. I'm like, what in the world is happening here? <laughs> and her eyes got watery, and she's like, you know, it's almost like she knew. Like the Lord would pre- had prepared her for this, this encounter. And I began to share with her and just, just love on her. And I put my arm around, it's like, it's, it's going to be, I didn't know what the situation was. I said, it's going to be okay. God's got you. God's got you. And I prayed with her. And I gave her a card. I said, hey, if, you know, if you're ever in, in town in the neighborhood, you know, feel free to come by and just and worship with us. Hang out with us. And something jumped on the inside of me again. When you are using the power of God to lift up the name of Jesus, to glorify, to point people to Jesus, you will feel more alive than you've ever felt. It's just the truth. You, you absolutely will. And so if you are living life and you're feeling like, I'm just a whole hominy, just kind of, eh, nine to five. Eh. No, but, but when you start living with purpose, depression is directly tied to a lack of purpose. Because you don't value who you are enough to recognize that you're, you're a part of a pur- you're part of something that's purposeful in the earth, especially if you're a believer. And so what I want us to do is just stand to our feet. I'm going to pray and we're done. We're done. And I don't know where you are in your life, but the Holy Spirit does. And so my my job today, my job today was to focus you long enough so that the Holy Spirit can actually be the one to teach you today. Because if we are going to see the revival in the church that we've been praying for, that's been prophesied, if we're going to see that, it's only going to happen when we agree to partner with heaven. And it's not about just feeling a church. I just feel led to say this. I didn't, I didn't do this in the first service. It's not about filling a church. But prognosticators and critics are saying that the church, that the American church is dying. And whether they're right or wrong is not for me to decide. But I would, I, my decision is this. Every opportunity I get to share that blessed hope with someone, I'm going to do it. And I want you to join me in doing it because you have the power working on the inside of you to do it, to get it done. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to share Jesus. You don't have to have minister in front of your name to share Jesus. You don't have to go to, you don't have to, go to seminary to share Jesus. You're just sharing. Listen, all I know is I was, I was hurting. I was broken. I was depressed. I was going through. But then I found a man named Jesus and he turned my life around. I don't have all the answers, but I can take you somewhere where they can answer some of these questions that you might have. And 
I promise you, if you do that, you'll find you'll find purpose jumping on the inside of you. You'll find the power working on the inside of you. You'll find the gift being stirred up on the inside of you. You don't have to be a perfect Christian to share Jesus. You don't have to have a whole lot of money in the bank to share Jesus. So what I want us to do just for a few moments and we're done. I just want us to worship. I want us to worship. And when I say I want us to worship, I I mean I don't want us to watch them worship. I want us to worship. And that word worship, it didn't have to be a spooky church word. All it means is just tell God how much you appreciate him. Whatever that looks like for you, if that's meant, thank you. Thank you. If it's, I appreciate it. I appreciate, I, I appreciate you waking me up this morning. You didn't have to do it, but you did. Whatever that is for you. If it's just hallelujah, hallelujah. If it's just, you're holding, whatever that is, I want to invite you to stretch and let the power work on the inside of you right now. Open your mouth and let's let's just worship God. Is that okay? Just right now, let's just open our mouth and begin to worship God. Whatever that looks like for you, God, I thank you. God, I love you. I value you. God, I, I thank you so much that you want to partner with me, that you think enough of me to partner with me. God, I thank you for the power that's on the inside. I thank you that your spirit is working and moving and dwelling on the inside of me, giving me what I need to be a successful believer, to be a, a champion for your kingdom. God, I thank you. I worship you. I give you glory. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the blessed hope that is found in you. Thank you that you found me when you did because I was sinking deep in sin. God, thank you, Lord God, for turning my life around. Thank you for healing the broken places in my heart. Thank you for healing the broken places in my mind. Thank you, God. Thank you. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Open your mouth. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah to your name. That's it. Come on. All over this building. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's it. Yeah. God, there's nobody greater than you. There's nobody stronger than you. So whatever I'm going through in life, I know that weeping may endure for the night. But joy comes in the morning, God. I'm believing you for my morning, God. I'm believing you for my morning, God. I'm believing you for my morning, God. That, that trouble won't last always. Hallelujah to your name. God, I give you glory. God, I give you honor. There is nobody greater than you. There is not stronger. God, I've searched all over. Couldn't find nobody that comes even close to who you are. And so I give you glory. Yeah, Jesus, we 